hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our podcast this week, Destination Canada is encouraging Canadians to learn about and explore their own country by launching a new campaign called How Well Do You Know Canada? So we'll get some insight on that in a few moments. Speaking of exploring your own country, how about exploring it by rail with the Rocky Mountaineer? They've teamed up with their hotel partner, Fairmont Hotels, to offer some great incentives this summer. So we'll find out more about that. And sticking with our theme of exploring Canada, later in the show, we'll talk with the folks from Golden, B.C. They've got some new attractions to explore, including the highest suspension bridge in Canada. So I'm excited to hear about that. But let's start things out talking with Destination Canada on their new campaign designed to encourage Canadians to learn about and explore their own country. It's called How Well Do You Know Canada? And here now to explain it further is Gloria Laurie. She is the Senior Vice President, Marketing Strategy and Chief Marketing Officer for Destination Canada. The website is DestinationCanada.com. Hi, Gloria. Hi, Randy. The name sounds kind of obvious, but uh, what is the role of Destination Canada for those who uh, may not know or may not even heard of Destination Canada? Sure, yeah. No, a lot of Canadians might not know about us because our work primarily up until the last year or so has been to market Canada as a travel destination and a destination for business events outside of the country. So we've been doing our work outside the country. Um, we do a lot of research in Canada for the visitor economy, but uh, more recently, we've been doing a lot more marketing in Canada to speak to Canadians. And part of that marketing is a campaign that you uh, have out now called How Well Do You Know Canada? So tell me a little bit about that. Sure. You know, I think there's a couple of things. Canadians either figure they know all about their country or they're embarrassed to ask. And I, you know, there is just, this is such a huge country. There are so many nooks and crannies that we think that we could um, get people thinking a little bit more about what else they could be doing um, than the usual suspects um, by having a bit of a fun campaign and a conversation essentially with Canadians to say, oh yeah, how well do you know the country? And maybe highlighting things they hadn't thought about before. Mm-hmm. So uh, how does it work now? How do you want people to participate or what do you want uh, or what are you trying to encourage them to do? Just kind of learn more about the country and then maybe go visit it when, of course, it's safe to do so? Yeah. So the we do a lot of the communication through Instagram, our Instagram account, and uh, Explore Canada. And it really is just posting a, a visual, an image and asking people to um, respond and let us know where they think that image is from. And so, as an example, last week we had uh, a gentleman pictured who was surfing on what seems to be a river or a canal, but in a in a sort of a city setting. So, um, yeah, where would that be? And, and just getting people to reply. And what we're hoping to do, of course, is to get people to swipe up to our website and see where there's all kinds of, not just the answer to the questions, but all kinds of ideas and itineraries for across the country. Mm-hmm. So what's been the response so far? How many people and how many people guess right? It is such a good question. I don't know how many people get it right. I, I have to think that people 
if they're going to respond, they must know. And you're looking at some of the other examples. You have Athabasca sand dunes. Now, if I didn't know that it was Athabasca sand dunes, looking at the picture, I never would guess that. Sure. And that's what's fun about our country. You know, you can even be um, inside of what you might think is a cathedral, and it's all lit up, and then realize you're experiencing Notre Dame in Montreal, and that the Moment Factory has a installation called Illumina, and you're seeing this gorgeous cathedral in a new and innovative way. So there's, that's what's fun, right? We have a desert. We have all kinds of things that people wouldn't have thought about in terms of what the country holds. Now, can people send suggestions or, or where do you get your ideas from? Yeah, so we have over a million followers in, in our Instagram feed. And so we get a ton of inspiration from the users themselves. But also, genuinely, whether it's somebody suggesting to us or when we're looking around as a team and we're looking at images, there's a ton of stuff. And we're in this business of understanding our country and knowing where to go, where we go, where is that exactly? And it's, it's, so it's, it's actually really easy to do in terms of finding things that um, <laughs> pique your curiosity. I bet. I'm looking on your Instagram page right now, which, by the way, is Explore Canada, 1.8 million followers. So, yeah, you're closer to 2 million than just over a million. <laughs> oh, the PR people are going to love you for that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, one other thing, if Canadians think about it this summer, if if we just spend two-thirds of what we normally spend on our vacations all, you know, outside the country, if we spent that in Canada this year, we would help the industry recover by one year faster. And so, you know, everything we do in this country, it really does matter, particularly for the small business owners. Gloria Laurie is a Senior Vice President, Marketing Strategy and Chief Marketing Officer for Destination Canada. Uh, It was fun to chat, Gloria. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for going on Explore Canada and thanks for your time today. Well, the Rocky Mountaineers teaming up with their hotel partner, Fairmont Hotels, to offer some great incentives this summer. So to explain it further and to tell us what's ahead this summer for the Rocky Mountaineer is Mark Southern. He is the VP and Chief Operating Officer for the Rocky Mountaineer. Their website is RockyMountaineer.com. Hi, Mark. Hey, hello. How are you doing, Randy? I'm doing very well, thank you. How long has the Rocky Mountaineer been in operation now? Uh, This would be a 31st season. Nice, and probably uh, a season that you'll never forget, uh, <laughs> considering what's well, been uh, going on the past year, I bet. Well, season 30 is certainly one that we had, had anticipated some big celebrations. Actually, never did run a train last year. Uh, tourism has been profoundly hit by COVID, and, and we're no exception to that. We didn't run any trains last year, and we've been forced to delay the start of our season this year. You know, we have several hundred employees who are either laid off or furloughed. So we've been hit pretty hard, but we're pretty optimistic that this summer we're going to turn that around. Mm-hmm. Do you have a tentative start date? We do. We're uh, anticipating running our chains uh, starting on July 5th, and uh, we're, we're eager to get back on the train, uh, get the trains running, because actually that's what we do best is run trains and provide incredible guest experiences for those people that come from all over the world to run our train, run on our trains. 
Well, I can attest, yes, you do uh, run a marvelous service, and it's not just being on a train. It's more than just a train, so you're, you're being quite uh, humble, I think. But tell me, uh, in general, what the on- onboard experience is like. We'll uh, talk about, uh, you know, pre-COVID. What, what was it like uh, before the uh, pandemic hit? Well, you know, Rocky Mountaineer would have, in 2019, we would have had about 100,000 guests coming to go on our trains uh, over the summer period. Uh, you know, we generally run from April to October. Um, 85% of our guests would have been coming from outside of our borders, and um, they would have come uh, generally by reputation uh, from our product. It's, uh, we're quite well known. Our brand is very famous out there. And we have custom-built cars that are glass domes, and you, you get to see the most beautiful part of the world, the Rocky Mountains, uh, from views that uh, you know are you can't get to with a car. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and all the time we have, you know, world famous cuisine with incredible beverages and services and storytelling. And uh, you know, uh, our guests keep telling us how much they love our experience, and uh, and we keep trying to get better to make sure that we always have the best train experience in the world. Now, anyone who's been on the uh, Rocky Mountaineer can probably attest to a lot of the things you said, but also you have a relationship with the uh, Fairmont Hotel chain, which makes it a part of the package. Uh, you can spend a couple of nights, either the beginning or the end or both. So tell me about that relationship. We've had an incredible relationship with Fairmont, and it is a great partnership. You're talking about two iconic brands coming together to provide an end-to-end guest experience that uh, you know is frankly one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. So, our our relationship with Fairmont has been outstanding from Vancouver to Calgary and everything in between. Um, and it is our they are our number one hotel partner. Uh, and frankly, uh, we've just recently put together a whole package, uh, a special package uh, for this year, um, and and we've just put it in a market where you know savings are incredible up to $2900 worth of savings per couple uh to for a gold leaf service on a Rocky Mountaineer and Fairmont hotels and of course you can build that out from 3 to 12 day packages so we're really excited we just put it out these are the best prices we've ever put out at a time and we're really targeting Canadians so we really want to get Canadians to come on our train this year and what a great way to explore uh the particular parts of western Canada like you say the uh the uh, Rocky Mountains and other areas. So tell me about the different routes that you have and tell me about the different services. So, so certainly our Silverleaf uh, service is, uh, our, again, all dome cars, huge windows. We have uh, a great culinary experience on the trains uh, with our menus and, and great beverage services. And again, storytelling, these are single-level single cars that we get custom-built for us, just for our guests. Our guest satisfaction is through the roof. But our creme de la creme product is our gold leaf product. This is, again, world famous. These are double-decker cars. The full top floor is all glass. And, and the bottom layer is actually a fully functioning restaurant with a full, fully uh, uh, operating restaurant um, it, with uh, you know, French cuisine uh, encouraged and, of course, Canadian cuisine uh, encouraged as well um, with using local suppliers for, to drive out our menu. It is... Uh, it's quite an experience, and our guests uh, love it. Our routes are, um, we go, we have three routes. We have, you can go from Vancouver to Banff, Vancouver to Jasper, and then you can go on the northern route from Vancouver to Whistler, 
Whistler up into Jasper. And so those are our three main uh, routes that we have. And uh, all of them are unique, but all spectacular views. And of course, Rocky Mountaineer service. And one of the unique things too, is it's all daylight that you're uh, traveling through. So, you, you know, you're not missing anything because it's uh, getting dark, right? 31 years ago, when our founder, Peter Armstrong, developed this concept, he couldn't believe that trains were traveling through the dark to the most beautiful parts of the, <laughs> of the country. And he said, why wouldn't you just stop? So we have, we have hotel partners in Kamloops and in Quesnel where we overnight, and that's part of the package. We, we overnight you so that you get to see the, uh, the, the beautiful scenery. And that's why we don't operate from October to April, because the days are too short. Mm-hmm. We want people to actually see this incredible part of the world. And uh, it, it, it honestly never fails to disappoint anybody, unless it's really foggy. <laughs> but that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Which you don't have any control over anyway. So. That's right. Uh, so now tell me about the uh, what the onboard experience is going to be like now after um, when you start running this summer. Uh, what will people expect? What will they have to do? Or are you, or are you hoping that some of the restrictions will be lifted so it'll be almost back to normal? So, no, we don't anticipate it'll be normal. Uh, we expect it, uh, and we're you know, and trying to anticipate uh, what that will be and then exceed those expectations because the number one priority is the safety of our guests. And I think our guests want to get on the train and feel safe, and they want to feel like uh, they can relax and not have to worry about all the stuff that we've been worrying about for the last year. So, uh, you know, we have uh, we've done a, a lot. Obviously, regulatory-wise, there are wearing the masks, when you're not eating or drinking, we have uh, regulations for, uh, you know, asking health tests and so on and so forth. Uh, so we'll be, have all of those sort of regulatory type things that obviously are going to be in place. But then on our trains, what we've done is we've, we've put in new uh, air ventilation systems. Uh, we had great ones before, but now we have the best in the world mm-hmm. so that we have the, the cleanest possible air. We bought uh, special cleaning devices similar to what you've heard some of the airlines uses for disinfecting the entire cabins. We put in new cleaning protocols. We put in new food uh, serving protocols. All of these things just to make sure that our guests and our staff, everyone feels comfortable. We have, uh, we've created bubbles. So as we used to have like stations, we're not going to use stations anymore. We're going to pick you up at your hotel or where, or if, if you, uh, you know, if you're going to pick up a local, we're going to isolate you with a group of people that you'll be with for your entire trip so that you're staying in the same car in the same hotel together so that you can, we insulate you from, uh, you know, exposure out to anybody else. So uh, we put in a tremendous amount of effort re-engineering. Frankly, we've had a bit of time to think about this uh, to make sure that, uh, that we provide this incredible uh, safe experience for our guests. I have had the pleasure of being on the Rocky Mountaineer. One of the things I was worried about before I got on was I was going to be so relaxed and so comfortable that I'll fall asleep and miss the whole experience. But I didn't have that problem because it's very entertaining. It's not like you're just sitting there because you do have your staff explaining, you know, the the things that you're seeing and uh, some of the historic sites that you're going to see. And it it really is enlightening. I I learned a lot. You know, we spend a tremendous amount of time making sure that our commentary on the terrain is appropriate. We don't want to talk your ear off it by the same token, as you mentioned, we want to make sure that there's some entertainment value to it. And so we kind of, I think we have a good blend of history and facts and a little bit of fun and a little bit of local folklore 
just to make sure that it's uh, it's kind of an interesting piece. As you're on the train, we we actually have a, a map that we walk you through, mm-hmm. and then we tell the story based on a map. And so you can follow through as as we're going through. You obviously get to keep that map at the end as as a as a reminder of all the different things that that you, we've talked about and learned uh, during the trip. Um, <clears throat> we deal with uh, you know again local communities uh, with indigenous groups to make sure that we're telling the stories properly and accurately. Uh, in our in our team, we hire people that have the gift of the gab. So uh, we we hire people that are fun to listen to, and uh, hopefully that was the experience that you had. You did touch on the food, and I want to say that there is no shortage of food on board the Rocky Mountain here, and it's very good, I might add. Well, we have uh, you know we've had a, a, a conclave of chefs helping us for for many years, uh, making sure that we have the right uh, the right culinary experience. And we've actually, in this if 2021 would have happened, or pardon me, 2020 would have happened. Uh, we would have had, we would have rolled out a, a few more pieces to that menu. Uh, we get that a lot, you know. Wow, the food's excellent. There's so much food. Um, but we also are starting to introduce a few uh, like power bowl type concepts onto the menu. So as people were after the second day were going, a little, a little full, need to go for a walk. Uh, so we've we've actually, you know, started putting introducing some healthier. Uh, you know, more lean type uh, 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 pieces on the menu. But for those that are just trying to spoil themselves for a couple of days, mm-hmm. all the great stuff is still there, Inclu- including the desserts, Randy. So they're still there for you. <laughs> well, it is a wonderful experience. You can find out uh, more information on the Rocky Mountaineer website, rockymountaineer.com. Mark Southern is the Senior VP and Chief Operating Officer with the Rocky Mountaineer. Here is, here's to a, a great summer, Mark. Great. Thanks a lot, Randy. It was really nice catching up again. Well, sticking with our theme of exploring Canada, Golden BC has got some new attractions to explore this summer, including the highest suspension bridge in Canada. I'm so excited to hear about that. So joining us now to talk further about what's to see and do in Golden is Andy Brown. He is the Communications and Social Media Manager for Tourism Golden. Their website is tourismgolden.com. Hi, Andy. Hey, Randy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, I know the past year and a few months has been really tough on the tourism industry, but just give us a, a lowdown on the past year, how it's been for tourism in Golden, and in particular, the ski season, for example. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a tough year for everyone to say the least. Um, it's challenging times, and, and we're still in the in the middle of it right now. But it was, uh, I would say, it was a successful ski season given uh, all the all the restrictions and recommendations that uh, that were imposed on us over the year, and, and we got through it. and And that's uh, that's a win. Well, that's good news. Uh, obviously, we can't travel now, but uh, doesn't mean we can't plan a road trip down the. The, down the road, so to speak. And speaking of roads, that's my kind of a segue into this. <laughs> Can you give us an update on the road construction uh, east of Gold and what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you said, right now isn't the the time to travel, but uh, planning ahead is always a good idea. And um, 
the the Kicking Horse Canyon uh, Phase Four of, of that highway project on on the Trans Canada Highway is has started and it's been in the plans for years and currently um, it is uh, it's closed down, um, making travel along the Trans Canada Highway uh, inaccessible um, in the Kicking Horse Canyon. But there is a, a full reroute that has been put in, which goes uh, Highway 93 and then up through Highway 95. Uh, but the good news is that. Uh, for the summer season that the highway will be fully open. So even though um, the construction will, will be, uh, will take uh, more than, than what's just going on right now, come June 1st, uh, the highway will be a hundred percent open um, during daylight hours for the entire summer, uh, no extended closures whatsoever, uh, which is fantastic news. And then um, the other good news is they've got an amazing um, plan ahead uh, calendar tool that's on uh, kickinghorsecanyon.ca, uh, which gives really good advance notice of any uh, construction that will be happening for the duration of the whole project. Well, that probably brings a, a sigh of relief for uh, people in Golden and tourism in, in particular. I would imagine that uh, construction, uh, even though now uh, people aren't traveling as much, but it, it has been a, a bit of a thorn, is it not? Uh, not yet, to be uh, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's impacted a few people, but uh, given the travel restrictions and everything else, it's a perfect time to, to really start the project, to be honest with you, um, and especially during uh, a lower time in, in the travel season, which would have been historically lower time. And, and now given that uh, the majority of people are, are sticking home, except for non-essential travel, it's great to get the, this project going. Um, and then uh, hopefully we, you know, we, Hopefully there's a light at the end of the title and in the not-so-distant uh, future, and uh, that highway will be 100% open when uh, when we can start welcoming people uh, back to, to the community. So mm-hmm. uh, in the meantime, anyone who, who has to travel for essential reasons, um, it may be a little bit longer to get to Golden, but it's a stunning drive up the Columbia Valley and through Kootenai National Park, and mm-hmm. um, it gives a really good opportunity for people to to learn a little bit more and see an area that they may have uh, bypassed in, in previous trips. It is a stunning drive. You are correct. Uh, let's talk about the summer season now ahead of us so people can plan a little bit. Uh, I did see a, a story about a new sky bridge opening this summer. Tell me about that and some of the other new things that are going on in, in Golden. Yeah, uh, we're really excited. The, uh, the Golden Sky Bridge uh, will be opening up. Um, in June of this year, June 2nd is the, uh, the date that I've been given of, uh, of when it will open. Um, and that's, uh, it's going to feature the two highest suspension bridges in Canada. And I believe they're the fourth and fifth longest of it. Don't quote me on that. They're, they're the top 10 longest in, uh, in Canada as well. Um, they're also going to be uh, opening up with, uh, with a bungee swing uh, and some other exciting fun things like a, a kid's uh, tree house with the mini suspension bridges that aren't nearly as high off the ground uh, <laughs> as, the, as the big ones. Um, so it would be a really good, uh, really good uh, attraction for, for families and some amazing views. So we're really looking forward to seeing that. Uh-huh. I'm looking at some pictures of it right now, and it does look pretty amazing. Uh, the views would be spectacular, I would think. Uh, has anyone tested it yet? Do you know? Yeah, I actually was lucky enough to, to get out and test it uh, when the bridges were completed 
uh, in the fall. Um, and it's, it's incredible. It's, uh, I've been up there a couple of times, but I've never had uh, views. I've never been able to see the views uh, that, that you can from the sky bridge after living in Golden for so long. It, it's a whole new way of, uh, of viewing the valley and, and the Purcells. And um, just being that high off the ground over Hospital Creek is, uh, is a pretty incredible experience as well. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that, that, you, that you've tested it. <laughs> what are, uh, what are the other activities people enjoy uh, over the summertime in Golden? I know that you mentioned hiking. There's some new trails, things like that. Uh, anything... Uh, for, for someone who hasn't really stopped there, I know uh, for a lot of people, it's sort of a, a drive-through kind of thing on their way to, into BC or vice versa into Alberta if they're going the other direction. Uh, you'd like them to stop. Uh, what are some of the things, the other attractions people can enjoy? Uh, you know, where do I start? That's, this is the problem. I don't have enough time. <laughs> um, you know, being, being between two uh, amazing national parks is, is a great place to start with the glacier to our west and, and Yoho to our east. Um, all of the amazing destinations and, and uh, attractions in there, uh, Takaga Falls, Wapta Falls, Emerald Lake, um, Rogers Pass Discovery Center, the, the hikes that are in there are, are amazing. Uh, in the town itself, um, I mean, for mountain bikers, there's 180 kilometers of cross-country bike trails. Uh, we have two, we've got Two downhill biking areas with Kicking Horse Mountain Resort being one of them with the Gondola Access Bike Park and then the downhill biking trails from Mount Seven. Um, there's the hikes outside of the of the national parks and getting out to see Thompson Falls or at the top of Mount Seven, Canyon Creek. Um, and then whitewater rafting is, is always a staple in Golden as well down the Kicking Horse River. It's uh, it's pretty amazing to to get in and, and do that, uh, the class three and class four whitewater rapids uh, coming down the, the Kicking Horse River. And for those that maybe love the water, but don't want quite the uh, the adrenaline pumping side of it, um, I mentioned earlier, but the Columbia wetlands are, are a true hidden gem here. Some flat water canoeing and kayaking or, or even a scenic float down the, the Columbia River um, is a, a pretty fun thing to do and a relaxing way to see a bunch of uh, wildlife and um and, uh, yeah, just to enjoy the scenery from around the area. Yeah, for people that haven't been to uh, Golden, you can use it as a sort of a central uh, kind of a, a place to, to go and visit all those different uh, national parks within a, an hour or less drive, right? Yeah, we, uh, we like to call ourselves the base camp, the, the heart of the parks. Uh, with six national parks uh, in close proximity, um, it's easy to... to base yourself at a Golden and uh, visit a different national park every day. Um, it's, it's not that difficult to do. And um, you get a really good variety of, of all the, what makes each park unique. Anything I've missed you want to add? I think um, the big thing for us is um, right now is, is follow the, uh, follow the recommendations from your, your local um, health authority, provincial or, or regional and what it is, and, and just make sure that uh, everyone follows and respects the, the local uh, recommendations and guidelines before you, you book a trip and, and decide to travel anywhere. Here's to better times ahead. You can find uh, lots of information about staying in Golden and visiting all those uh, areas and enjoying all the uh, activities at tourismgolden.com. And Andy Brown is uh, communications and social media manager with Tourism Golden. Uh, always fun to chat, Andy. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, and hopefully we can do this again shortly. 
And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveler.ca. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.